0: Um, the, the heart rate, 78, let's see, 94 on the O2. And what were the medications that you were speaking
1: of? That's a nurse you're hearing at Banner MD Anderson Cancer Center in Gilbert, Arizona, talking with one of her favorite patients, Reverend John Sabah. You might have noticed a little popping noise on the audio, too. I'll tell you a secret about that if you promise to hear me out for a second. I'm Corey Schubert at Banner Health, and I honestly had no idea how to do a podcast when I started this. I only knew one thing for sure, which is how I convinced my bosses to let me try this, and that's the fact that Reverend Sabah's story is incredible. This is Banner's first storytelling podcast, Bedside Stories, Episode 1, Escaping the Jungle. One of the first things everyone notices about the 88-year-old Reverend and his son, Ebi Sabah, is the close bond between them. You can't miss it, even in the smallest interactions during their weekly trips to Banner MD Anderson, where the Reverend has been receiving treatments for AML, acute myeloma leukemia. But the story about how they saved each other's lives, and what fueled the soft-spoken Reverend in his fight back to health, isn't as well known. Ebi, the son, was only 18 when he was shot during the Lebanese Civil War in 1983. He lost one of his legs and took a gunshot to the back of his head. The injuries were so severe, doctors said he probably wouldn't survive.
0: Uh, Dad did not believe in that. Dad said, no, you know, you're going to make it. And uh, we went on a journey. I I think it started with three months, almost six months in the hospital, and he was all the time by my side.
1: Ebi credits his dad for inspiring him to fight for his life.
0: And I said, I'm not going to go home until I take you with me. And uh, 30-some years later, I'm still in here. I'm I'm here, and he's still right by me. So I guess he was right.
1: Now let's fast forward more than three decades later. What started out as a simple trip to Costco last year ultimately resulted in a shock for everyone and led to the chance for Ebby to finally return the favor for his father. Reverend Sabah had recently gotten a routine blood check. While he was shopping, a doctor saw the results and called him and said, I need you to check into the hospital. Medical staff quickly did a bone marrow biopsy, and Dr. Rajneeth Nath of Banner MD Anderson gently told the Reverend he had AML. They started him on chemo treatments, but that wasn't enough to combat the disease. Dr. Nath said there was only one truly promising option, a stem cell transplant. Here's the catch. Reverend Sabah was eighty-seven years old, which is much older than most patients who receive this kind of transplant.
0: And, you know, the challenge was, you know, he was very careful, and I appreciate that about the way he approached it. He said it's never been done at someone his age, but I believe, and I'm confident that with his strength, the way he reacted to the chemo, and what he's went through, that he should be able to tolerate the stem cell transplant.
1: They started seeking stem cell donors. And that proved to be a really rough road. Finally, it was determined that Ebby could make the donation that might save his dad's life.
0: But it was really in a way it was a relief for me because I felt that you know what that was a great opportunity for me to say hey you know what you helped me when I needed you most you were on my side it's a great opportunity for me to pay back and, and be able to do that for you.
1: The decision on whether to move forward with the stem cell transplant though was really up to Reverend Sabah. This treatment would involve quite an undertaking for both the Reverend and his son, and came with no guarantees to win the fight against the Reverend's leukemia. It even posed significant risks. My friends, if you're still listening, this, this is the part of the story I most want you to hear.
0: When you get a diagnostic of a cancer, it's not something easy to swallow. It's not, it changes your outlook on life. It's, 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 and these guys deal with this day in and day out. And they deal with it with such elegance. And the reason I mentioned that is because I want to share uh, the conversation between Dr. Nath and Dad about <laughs> how, how you know how we decided to continue or, or go on this path. So uh, as we came in, dad is expressing Dr. Nath say, hey Dr. Nath, what are give me numbers about about you know success rates, tell me what you know what you know what is the expect what to expect. And Dr. Nath told him, he said, John, I have no data. You are the oldest one to be receiving such a treatment. I have no data, I, I can't. So dad, you know, dad is a fighter and he's not gonna give up, so he pressed him more. He said, well, it was your mom and dad, what would you tell them? He said, John, my, my I will tell my mom something different than I will tell my dad, it all depends on the personality, on the person. So dad wasn't wasn't too excited about that answer, he was still pressing him. And then Dr. Nath came up with this analogy that I think, I, I still repeat it till today and shared with people, I say, you know, it's, it's such an elegant way to to explain the path ahead of you. So uh, he said, John, you are in a jungle. In this jungle, there is bears, there is tigers, and there's lions. And right now, you're hiding from them. And you might be able to hide from them for three months, six months, 11 months, but by a year, they're gonna find you for sure, and they're gonna eat you, and they're gonna kill you. So you can hide from them so, so much, but at the end, they're going to get to you, and, and they're going to eat you. But across from this jungle, there is this metropolitan area, city, that if you get there, you're safe. So Dad is listening to him, and his, his eyes widen up. And then he continues to say, there's another but. He said, but between the jungle and this metropolitan city, there is a big river, and and you are a good swimmer. But, so he had another but. This this uh, this river is full of crocodiles, and as you're trying to swim to the city, they might eat you and you might die too. And and you know, and you're looking at him and listening, and then he says, "Which type of person are you?" And that was your answer. If once you answer that, you know if you're gonna go for for the treatment or not. Are you gonna stay and hide in the uh, in the jungle, or do you wanna swim? Wow.
1: Reverend Sabah, what did you tell Doctor Nath when he asked you that?
0: I am a fighter. Yeah. I am a fighter, doctor. And he said, "I got my hands." So it it was an amazing from from a a, you know someone who's involved with this just to see the elegance of the way they presented this to the patient and how they gave him the dignity of making the decision. And the approach that, hey, you know what, it's not yes or no, it's not right and wrong, it's not you're a coward or you are you are strong, it's what works for you. And our job here is to help extend your life, make your life comfortable, and that's what we need to do. And I felt that that was an amazing uh, uh, process that they put us through. Until today, actually, In as we progress through his treatment, we use the same analogy. Hey, where are we right now? Oh, you are in shallow waters. Oh, now you are. The waters are shallower, so croc, crocs can't get in there. And then now we got to the city and said, Oh, but be careful, the city. You can be run up, run by a bus. <laughs> so now you have a different type of threats. Now the funny part in this is, in real life, Dad can't swim. <laughs> so <Right>. you know, <laughs> but but Dr. Nath not just fixed his, his 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 blood. I guess he taught him how to swim.
1: Uh, so, Reverend above tell me how did you feel when, when Dr. Nath told you that, that story about the jungle and the city? Was that a hard decision for you to decide that you wanted to swim, or did you know right away?
0: I am a person. Take challenges. Always.
1: How has the swimming been? Do you feel like you're getting better? Are you feeling pretty good these days.
0: Like, uh, swimming, it was hard. Very hard.
1: How do you feel now that you're in the city, as they say? I mean, you're you're on the road to recovery. You feel you're feeling better.
0: I'm not still in the city. Okay.
1: I'm about to be. Gotcha. I
0: thank God for that.
1: In case you couldn't quite hear the soft-spoken Reverend, he said, I'm not in the city, I'm about to be. Here's Dr. Nath.
0: Yes, his treatment is uh, very successful. Uh, How close is he to the city? Uh, he is on close to the other shore at this point. As we select patients uh, for stem cell transplant, one thing is very critical for their success is the family support. Uh, so, uh, the reverend has two sons, one of whom was a donor, and then he has a, a very lot of extended family, uh, his daughter's-in-law and his grandchildren. And I have to say that all of them pulled together to um, help him during their transplant. And I am also forgetting his girlfriend, Patty, who was with him all the time. Cancer is something that scares everyone. After my experience with what dad went through, I feel that, you know what? There's people here who can conquer that. It doesn't scare me as much as it used to be. And it's because of, of what they've done so far.
1: Reverend Sabah has been back to Costco, and this time without any bad news phone calls. His family sent photos of that trip to Dr. Nath so the doctor could share in the success of a milestone getting back to normal again with the Reverend's family and friends. That includes Ebby and Ebby's wife, Mary Beth, who was there when I met with the family recently. They mentioned that you did something really fun uh, last night. What, what did you do for the first time last night that you haven't been able to do for a long time? You said you went out somewhere? We went
0: out to dinner at a restaurant, at a yeah. public restaurant, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where'd you go? Yes. It was called The Keg. The Keg. This is, I don't know about them. They are, uh, they are those that take me and bring me. No, but it's nice. You had some wine last night. You had a good steak dinner. You had dessert. And that's your you first time out? Bread. Yeah. So well, Dan is now is so mm-hmm. famous that, you know, he has handlers. <laughs> <laughs> His people handle all the setup for him, so he doesn't have to worry about it. He just shows up to the, to the party.
1: <laughs> that's great. Well, uh, here's to many more nights out like that. It's fantastic. I think that's. that's... What we're hoping. For Banner Health, I'm Corey Schubert, and this is Bedside Stories. Thanks so much for listening.